welcome to Uncut Jewels, a podcast featuring some of my favorite musicians and the great work of their lives, changing the world one song at a time. I'm your host, Kristen Jewell, and I'm excited to share my crazy world with you. So let's get to it. Come on in. We're really excited for today's show. But before we begin, I want to say something that I should have said last week, which apologize. I have send my sincerest apologies to Hamish Anderson for not having said thank you for that incredible vibey guitar little tune that we've got going on. So thank you so much, Hamish, for the beautiful piece, the custom piece that you did. Um, it's perfect. And I honestly, like I heard it and I was like, this is amazing. So if you didn't hear it, take a listen, then like just go back and you can hear it because it's super vibey and I really love it. So thanks, Hamish, for giving us purpose. So today, welcome to Uncut Jewels. Uh, we are going to be doing the making of the album with Shelly Pikin and Eve Nelson, who have been my incredible partners along this journey. And I'm so excited to share that the album is out, 2.0, etc. And uh, we're going to talk about all of it today. So let's bring on our guests, Shelly Pikin. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Yeah. Uh huh. I love it. <laughs> I really haven't seen you in forever. So, congratulations on the release of your album. Thank you. Uh, we're going to bring in Eve Nelson, <laughs> one of the outliers. Welcome, Eve. So Hi, Kristen. Hi. You're in Miami. You're in Miami. I, I am. I came down uh, for the Jewish holiday because I've, oh. I've got a, a very close knit Jewish family down here, and uh, you know, I'm here for a couple That's weeks. Awesome. I, I, I love my L.A., though. I'm always excited, psyched to get yeah. back. Yes, this is Eve Nelson with her famous orange couch. So we got to yes. get back to that one. Yes, we do. Yay. Okay, yeah. Eve, I love you so much. Would you mind just taking your, your thing down just a little bit so we can see more of you and you're not just, oh, there you are, or that, or sit upright. Yeah. <laughs> yes, good. You're like, great job. <laughs> you look good. You look love good. It. I want to see your beautiful yeah. face. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So welcome. Welcome to Uncut Jewels. And we are so excited. So we're going to talk about this amazing experience that you guys have been building for the last, how long have you uncut the 2.0 well, Etcetera started? It started, it started longer ago than a normal album trajectory would take because we were going fast and furious. And then when we started releasing singles, things started happening in the world that I felt we need to just press pause for a minute here. So, oh, well, let's talk about the production of it first though. Mm -hmm. Like that part, how long ago did you guys start? Cause I know you both started that together, right? Like over a year ago. Right. Yeah. Over a year. I mean, she, you know, there, there, there's a uh, there's multi there's there's several producers uh, on the record, but what happened was we we did one tune, the main one. Okay, I'm the main one, and um, it uh, we just you know it just felt so good and so natural. What was the first one we did? Was it well, almost I doesn't think, count? No, I think we were. I was avoiding bitch because. Uh -huh. I didn't right. know what to do with it. That's and right. I came in and said, we're going to have to put this on the back burner because I don't know what to do. And then right. she said, what about this? Right, and right, right. Doing something. And I was like, 
okay. So mm-hmm. I think we we veered into do. I think we did that. Didn't we do that first? It was oh so long ago. You know, mm. it, it, it happened in this very organic. We didn't. It wasn't a planned like I'm. You know, it just. We did one song and then it felt so wonderful. So then we did another song and, and bitch was the best because we just, it was like, we just decided let's take it dark. Let's just, let's do something completely different. Right, and, completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I uh, love that. That song is amazing. I love the way bitch came out, man. I think it sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It's, a good song. it's a great version. Thank yeah. you. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, so you knew from the beginning, you two were like, okay, we're going to try and do this. Let's have some fun. And then like each of those songs. And by the way, if you guys don't know who Shelly is, Google her right now. Cause like her definitely, like, if you don't know, she wrote some of the biggest hits that you've probably ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I did. What? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> oh, but yeah, so so she wrote things like you know, bitch almost doesn't count. What a girl wants, you know, co- like did the rewrites for Come On Over, baby, you know, human stumble, you know, you name it, they're all on there, and they're all on the album. So definitely go and stream that album, two etc. But if, so now we know you, your starting point was like, oh, let me see, almost doesn't count or bitch. We'll have to figure it out. These are like luxury problems, to have. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you. And how did it, when I first went to work with me, I was saying you want to do like two songs or something. I mean, I would have wanted her to do everything, but she's very busy. But the more we did, the more we finished things, the more excited we got. We're like, let's do another, let's do another, let's do another. Exactly. Um, uh-huh. Songs that I wrote with other writer producers, if they wanted to produce that, I gave them first dibs. And I don't yeah. work with anybody who wasn't cream of the crop. So Phil Thornally did a couple, and Wally Gagel actually found a demo that we did years ago, and, and we mastered it. We didn't even do a remake, but even I just kept. It was like a. It was like it snowballed. You know, yeah. we were, we were making meals. And well, that, yeah, it's also because she's so open. Shelly's so easy and open. She's like, try anything. Many artists are not that way. You know, she's just like. Especially with the the debut album. You know what I mean? Like most, like that's like a whole, like just that alone. This is her first album in the world. You know, it's like most people are like really prescriptive. Like I know exactly what I want, you know. She was so open. No. So open and so generous. And that's really, I mean, that, that, that is so, that feeds a producer so much when the Mm -hmm. artist is that way. Yes. Mm. So let's talk Eve about your production normally. So um, I know you do a lot with TV Mm -hmm. and film. uh, Well, TV a lot. Um, Do you, so is this, this isn't your first album that you've produced, is it? No, no. I, I always kind of straddled the fence with having a, a, a TV music career and a, being a being a songwriter producer. Um, in New York, many years ago, I, I I was very very devoted to mostly doing albums. But the truth is, is that you know this is the the honest to god truth. I always got caught up in that sort of television music security. I'll call it. You know, and I and I also mm-hmm. love it, but I got caught yeah. up in that a bit, uh, very young, very you know, in my twenties. So I never really fully went for record production, which is my favorite thing to do in the world. 
And I do record production for television. That's what I do. I do songs for television. So when Shelly came to me and said, reimagine my hits, I was like, oh my God. I mean, that is, that is so up my alley because I'm constantly doing that on television. I'm doing that for This Is Us. I'm doing that for Grey's Anatomy. I'm doing that for many shows. So Mm -hmm. it was very exciting for me. And I I said, you know, I, I, you know, I need to feed my soul as well. (laughs) And, uh, um, so it was a wonderful opportunity and I loved every minute of it. Um, as far as, uh, you know, my past, I've done, I've done production in so many arenas. So I've had a very diverse, a very diverse yeah. career, sometimes a little too diverse, which, which can <laughs> sometimes, you know, I, when I say that it, it, it you know, you, it, you, you know, it doesn't always quite develop your brand, but that's because I love all kinds of music so much. So right. doing that's her great. record was, was what was one of the creative highlights for me in the last two to three years. We make chicken and we, yeah. we, yeah, have, we have like Shabbat yeah. dinner. I mean, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> that's true. And, and you're so gracious too, because obviously, you know, um, like Shelly mentioned, there's other producers on the album as well. And it was right. really nice to see it all kind of come together. And when we did the, you know, the, the final mastering, you know, to make it all sound the same, have every, you know, everybody's pieces together. It was great. The whole process was beautiful. But so Shelly, do you, do you remember when you met Eve? Do you guys remember when you met originally, like how long ago, no. like or <laughs> New York? We were both living in New York. And honestly, it was over 20 years ago. Yes. And Michelle, yeah. and then you and I wrote a song and, one day we're going to record this because it was called relationship with myself. And we thought, Oh, taken two ways, but it's really about the most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself. Um, And then I moved to Los Angeles. You didn't come out until a little while later, but we started, you know, circulating in the same circles. I would go over Eve's just to sit on her orange couch and not make any music, just just to shoot the the shit and talk about life and what's important to us. Yeah. yeah, No, we very much we very much bonded in in the recent years. Yeah. And then you came over with that. um, Oh, God. Uh, I think it was Love is War. You, you wanted to play war. Right. This is before you were making your record. And and you, you wanted, you said, I just want some string parts. And we kind of did that in a few hours. I said, I want some string parts. And right. I went out and got us a bottle of wine. And by the time I got <laughs> it was done. Just that's like, incredible. That's, and that song is on the album, too. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. Yes. 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 It's amazing. It's a hauntingly beautiful song. So, so beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, so 20 years ago, you guys never talked about doing this together then, even though, no, 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 no. 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 She was writing, she was writing at that time. I think Shelly was just think, you know, writing for other people and, you know, right. how do you, how do you, you were having huge yeah. hits. I mean, yeah, that's true. And I was, I was dabbling. I was doing both uh, songs, record production, and I also did a lot of, uh, you know, jingles. I was doing tons of jingles in New York because it's the golden. That was my thing. Golden yeah. handcuffs, you know. Yeah, advertising. So, I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know those handcuffs. Oh, yeah. so okay. So the vision for 2.0, etc. Shelly, why don't you take a stab at telling us a little bit about what what was this supposed to be in your mind when you started out? What it was supposed to be is what it is. It's um, half of the record 
are reimaginations of very well-known songs that I wrote or co-wrote. And then I thought, well, you know, I grew up in a time where we had 12 songs on an actual full album. That's what I want to make. And the other half of it, not that we'd flip it over, but the other half would be songs that I wrote that just with the with the business the way it is right now, they will probably never see the light of day. And that sort of breaks my heart. So I wanted to give them some light and some energy as well. So half are well-known songs and half are just never been heard. And two, the two are the reimaginations and the dot, 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 etc. are the um, foster, foster children. So I know on January 17th was the first day we released a song from this. January 17th. We did just want to be your girl as like, just to get your name out there on Spotify and make sure all the things were working correctly. Well, here we are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The plumbing. And here we are. What is it? (laughs) September 1st. The album is out. And I know along the way we got thrown a couple hiccups. (laughs) Guys want to talk about. (laughs) You know what? You know, you are all positivity and light, Kristen. And without you, I could never have gotten through this. And every time I do a talk, I sort of put um, a positive spin on it. But, I mean, I'm so happy we made the record. I'm so happy it's out. I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I'm not saying it sucked because it was worse for me than anybody else Everybody got cheated, but everybody who was embarking on a project, it just wasn't the same kind of experience. You can't go out and play and celebrate and have a drink with friends or a coffee with friends and hug them and jump up and down, which is really, it really changed the whole orientation. And yet I didn't want to wait. I sat down with Eve a couple of months ago because I was thinking maybe I'll wait till next year. And she said, we're going to have the election and everyone's going to be paying attention to the election. And I thought, this is like a baby in my tummy and nine months, it's ready. It's ready to rock. You can't leave it in there because you just don't know what's going to happen. It is ready to come out no matter what the circumstances are. And I think it's brought brought me a lot of joy and catharsis to get it out. And I'm in no means in the same category as an it girl, a new pop star. But I know it's brought a lot of joy and inspiration to other songwriters who have been in my position, who would like to do something like this one day, who want to make their own record finally and put it out there. And mm-hmm. for that, if, if I've made any difference to those people, that matters to me. No, that's great. The whole entire part of this, you know, like I know, you know, when we talked about it, it's like, you know, you'd like to think that the challenges that, you know, they're coming, you know what I mean? But I'll never forget the the night at H club with all of us and Cobalt and everybody, everybody. I mean, every single person who was working the project was in that room for the most part that night. And I'm so grateful that we had that because it feels like the only time we really got to do a collective this is going to happen this yeah together yeah Yeah. i think about that like i think that might have been the last concert i went to 
right? And we, it was my last okay. concert. Yeah. Yeah. That was mine too. Yep. We could have chosen a date the following week. We would have been out. That's right. Oh. Oh. I don't want to harp on the negative. It's, it's been, it's been wonderful. Well, it's real. But yeah. It, it's been wonderful. And what a way to mark a chapter in the life of a songwriter who's only been writing songs for other people and with other people for, you know, I hate to say it over two decades. It's yes. just so much fun to put my voice behind my words. And honestly, when we were finished, when it was a wrap, I, I was depressed. I said, Eve, I want to come over. I was depressed too. Being creative. Me too. You know, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that the most fun is the process of creating the music. Yes. And I know that this has been challenging to like get everybody on board for these last few months. But I mean, I have a good time with it, but I recognize it's not nearly as much fun as other as other moments. But yeah, I would say that thinking through where you guys are at today, I even I had a moment on Thursday night at 9 p.m. when I looked down, you know, I took that picture and sent it to you. And I was like this like that. I'm grateful to be the call that got you know when it went live it's like oh my god it's out you know just like we've done this for so long and, you right. know it, it's a big deal but then i maybe i felt sad too i was like oh my god this is it's out what <laughs> i was like i told coco i'm so glad we have the bitch video still to release because like then that you know you have something to do and yeah so yeah. i don't even know if you know this all production was shut down we thought how are we going to make a video for bitch i really wanted to do that so Kristen got a couple of gals on her team and a couple of artists that she manages. And I found a Facebook friend who I've never even met. He just follows me and supports me. And I said, Travis, are you in? I got my daughter, Layla's friend, Natalie, who's 20, who's an amazing dancer to do. So everybody played it and lip sync and danced and Coco, mm. everything together. Hopefully next week, maybe by the end of this week, we'll just put it up. Yeah, we'll have something. So much fun. And the spirit yeah. of it is just so raw and supportive of women of every color and age and women that are men. And it's just. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's going to be and, great. I'm very proud of it. And without this situation, we wouldn't have made that video. I know, you know, and it's funny to think like that's a perfect example of sometimes just when you think it can't get any, you know, like you are, you've lost your way. It's like, it actually has more meaning, I think, mm -hmm. because we put it in the hands of people. And I felt the same way about Notebook too, when we did that video for Notebook. You know, I mean, it's obviously the crowdsourcing thing is kind of our only option, but it really felt like the right thing for bitch, Re like bitch and Notebook, but two different sides of the, the Shelly coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said I go out there and spend 20, 30, $40,000 on a video. I have to say, what yeah, I wouldn't do that anyway. Tips who's mm -hmm. do this in a real in a real authentic mm -hmm. way and I feel way better about that than than spending a lot of money but not spending enough and winding up making something that just looks cheesy right yeah yeah no we, we definitely I don't think it looks cheesy at all it's gonna be great there's a question there's a question I saw that I thought was kind of interesting somebody asked do you all feel like a lot of your successes come from relationships you've had for many years um, are you constantly aiming to keep up with the changing industry and making new connections or both and it's like I think obviously your relationship is a testament to like one day maybe we'll do this kind of a thing but do you want to talk about that wow. what, together you mean well the question is uh, like about 
about the relation that do you think your success comes from these relationships? I mean, really, it's it's remarkable. I mean, you've got Eve, you've got Guy oh. Roche, you've oh. got, you know, the, the song with Gre- Sir Greg Wells. You got Phil Thornley. I mean, you've got some great producers on this, too. Well, you know, I had a lot of cherries to pick from after writing. You know, I've had, like, been writing for 30 years. So if you go back and you go pick your 10 best ones or the or the 10 that you think you could put your voice on and make it something personal, you know, right. I have a lot to choose from. Yeah. yeah. You always say go where the love is. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, because it's so crowded out there and there's so much talent and, and, and writers, songwriters aren't making money like we used to. So if you approach a producer and say, do you want to do this? You know, they might, they might not be able to say yes, as they might've been able to years ago because they need to make the records that are paying them up front or they're, Mm-hmm. Paying, they're getting paid from Universal and they're they're writing, you know, and, and I understand that they're having kids. They need to make money, you know, mm-hmm. so everybody. Yeah. Nobody said no, but it was just a matter of how much, you know, Time. Eve was really busy. And I'd say, Eve, half of the sessions that we were scheduled for, you'd text me in the morning and go, oh, no, got this. Can we yeah. get and I decided when I worked with her that I was going to be really loose. And if she got a gig, if she got a TV show, if she got a commercial, yeah. we just wait till the next week. And that's how we work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. yeah. It was a great flow. It was a great flow. And Shelly, you know, I, I have a bizarre schedule all the time, um, except for recently. <laughs> uh, recently, it's, it's, it's not. There's like no schedule. You're like the only one working. It's crazy. Well, I was. It's yeah, I was working. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Shelly would call and, and and because of again her openness, she would say, Okay, we can't do it today. What about Tuesday? What about Friday? You know, and we would we would just slowly chip away. It was very yeah, two hours, you know, yes. yes. Yeah, I remember being there with Hamish even too, and it was like, Are we doing it? Are we not doing it? Yeah, I remember the flow but you guys worked it out you were really great about the commitment yeah yeah and, and it's fun for so us it's fast. not fast oh fast oh god well you know you're new york, so fast it's amazing new york boot camp you know <laughs> i was in what new york boot camp for 20 years you know yeah that's no Oh, looks like we got another question. How has streaming affected you as a songwriter coming from someone who loved the CD store? It's uh, know, yes. it affected me tragically. It's affected all songwriters tragically. Um, yeah. But you know, you should you should check with me on the on uh, we'll we'll sidebar on Facebook because it's a very long uh, yes very long conversation. But you know, when, yeah. very quickly when songwriters used to write a song that was just on a was just an album cut, not a single, and it was on a physical copy. Every time that physical copy sold, a songwriter if they wrote the whole song and published it would make nine cents. So if a million copies sold, which was not unusual. Mm. you wrote the whole song you could make almost close to a hundred thousand dollars as opposed to now if if you write a whole song and it streams a million times that's five grand and four thousand hundred goes to the label or the record the master owner the recording and about 200 will go to the songwriter and publishers (sighs) 
So there you go. So, yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. And Shelly, Shelly's one of the co-founders of an organization called Sona. Sona, which is a song. Do you want to? Songwriters of North America. And we exist to advocate for the value of songs and the songwriters mm-hmm. to write them. We yeah, right. yeah. Check it out. Yeah. They're really great. They're doing great work. Okay, they're really, so, they're, they're also, it's a great way for young songwriters to meet each other, I think. Don't you, Shelley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we don't really, we're not, we don't really exist to introduce co-writing right. situations, but because we all convene and we do a lot of stuff online, we just had a right. big month where we had music supervisors join us like twice a week and, and give out right. their email address and, and everybody mm-hmm. said, songs and having song critiques but generally outside of this area it's more that we have um strength in numbers to Mm -hmm. advocate for legislation that's going to make us get more money on a stream yeah yeah hopefully that keeps working so definitely follow their work sona um okay so we you know along the lines of the questions that have come in do you have any tips for first time you know i mean obviously it's a production it's like, you know, marriage, if you will, what you guys are doing, like these kind of connections that you have together. Do you have any tips for songwriters and producers, like what to look for in each other? You know, is there like, you know, do you, do you like do the song and then learn each other and then go and do more like you said, Eve, or is it, you know, how do you, do you have any tips or any ideas on how to like, what works, what works well? Well, as a producer, I, you know, and again, I mean, this is, I mean, this is probably a plus and a minus in my life, but I'm definitely a people pleaser. I have, I have a big constitution, but I really do want the artist to feel great about what they're doing. You know, I've seen so many artists like get out of the studio and just, they're just so unhappy. And they're like, that wasn't me. That didn't feel me right. You know, I, I hated my vocal sound. So for me personally, I think you need to, as a producer, you have to be a little bit more of a psychologist and you have to really, your artist has to feel completely safe with you. What that means, that means asking them what music they love. Listen, listen to the kind of music they love. Mm-hmm. Shelly says, oh my God, you got to hear this. You got to hear this guy, Hamish. You listen, you take in what they love and, and you are a conduit for them, in my opinion. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Ellie? you think, Shelly. Well, I, you know, I was in a situation where I wasn't going to look for an outside producer that I had never worked with before. I went people I knew. I mean, but let's face it, if I were 20, 25 and um, hadn't written all that many songs and I was signed to a label and they suggested, oh, why don't you talk to so-and-so or we'll put you in in the studio for a while with so-and-so, I would definitely be more open. Um, I used to be open to do everything writing with everybody i just feel like i've earned the right not to to mm-hmm. keep it smaller i do yeah. like i i i i'm very careful about the company i keep now and i don't have to i i'm very fortunate enough to have written five songs in a time where you could make a living and i was very careful about saving that money so i'm financially secure which is why i and 
do advocacy and we're not being paid for it. But most songwriters that I'm trying to help, whose profession I'm trying to save, are not in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I right. give them those opportunities. Yeah. Eve is involved right. in that too. Eva, you're involved in that. Yeah. Yes. It's I'm a member of Sona. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe in them too. Well, I think <laughs> there's some days that I'm just so inspired, and some days I'm just really depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Eve, are you? Oh yeah. You're oh no, I'm, I've been su- I've been suffering seriously with 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 up and down. I mean, I, I you know, it really hit me this for some reason this past month. I just I'm like, wow, I I'm really. Yeah. I'm feeling very, um, it's very hard to get myself going and inspired. However, I do know that in times like this, even though I haven't ever lived through like a a second world war or anything, this is pretty much like a war. Um, Mm. I think that what, what that, what Trevor was asking, I think that there will come great, great art out of this. I actually do. I think that when I feel better and when I feel I think that there's a lot that's going to come out of me. I think a lot is going to come out of Shelly. Right now, mm. not so much. <laughs> right. But I do think that as this, as we lift out of this and as we start to breathe again, I think there's going to be some really wonderful art made. I know, I know that I desperately want some new, I haven't felt this, this kind of inspiration since Shelly's album. I haven't felt mm. that. Like I want to get up and work and work. And, right. and, and, and yeah. I want to, fe- I want to feel that again. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's important for when, when you ask people questions like that, you know, when I, when I'm watching other, other artists be interviewed and they say, Oh, this is all good. You know, it's all fantastic. You know, <laughs> you're normal, you don't feel that way and you hear people talk like that you're like what's wrong with me <laughs> no. right. yes. I am really up and down like last a couple days ago I had a show in my living room we live streamed on Rockwood and I was so stoked and while I was performing I was in that zone I was just so you were great really felt you were great to be you know yeah. but then two days later I'm like Jesus you know how much longer I'm I miss my friends. I miss my family. I miss my kid. I miss yeah. being able to co-write. I did have a co-write session yesterday in the room with somebody um, 10 feet apart um, for four hours. And it, wow. it really did. It felt great. You know, it really felt Good. great. It was like sex without a condom, you know. I do think it's going to be next year is going to be a, a when this is over. I think not only will the creative process come back full full steam ahead, but I think the whole world is going to be ready to like party like they've never partied before. I agree. Very and truthful. You know what I mean? Like hopefully people keep it together, but I, I feel like no matter what, I mean, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now after the, what was it? The 1918 Spanish flu after that, mm-hmm. then came the roaring twenties and the roaring twenties was called right. that because like, people were partying. I mean, it was like two years of just, you know, I mean, it was more than two years, but it was like, really two years of hell yeah. and 
you know, who was left behind, they were like, we're going to go have some good times. So I feel like, you know, we can't be, and this is where, you know, I know I'm like probably the Pollyanna of the group, but we can't be forgetful of the fact that this isn't a death sentence for, you know, all of us. It is unfortunately a very real frustrating time and nobody wants to see people get sick and, you know, and actually die. But I do think there's going to have to be a turning point when the, you know, the, the um, inoculations are available, the vaccines, when people start actually taking it, when we start to understand it better. So it's not always going to be like this. And no. and I do think, you know, next year, I hope we have a different landscape. But, you know, who knows? Even if we don't, we'll still get through it. Oh, sure. Because we persevere. So yeah. what do you guys think is next for you? Huh. <laughs> I want to get a job. <laughs> well, Eve and I talked about getting together and just writing for yeah. film and TV assignments that she yeah. gets because I don't need to experiment anymore. You know, I don't need to follow, find yeah. people to work. I've got my little fam. Yes. And uh, right. that can make me happy. We live 10 minutes apart. She's yeah. Great sushi place, and we'll just come in and and go. Okay, what's on the agenda? I call it the vagenda. The vagenda. I I think. Yeah, I think that. Like I said, when the shows start happening again, (laughs) the vagenda. I love that. Um, I got to remember that one. There's vajayjay, vagenda, vagenda. (laughs) Um, Stopping you. Can't take us anywhere. Um, (laughs) She. She and I are going to have a great opportunity. I feel it coming. I mean, I've had some incredible opportunities in the last few years, you know, worked with Stephen Schwartz, worked with Alan Menken, but I, I want, I want to do one of these big musical things with Shelly and I know it's going to happen. I know it's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we I just, had an idea to do a musical of this, like from, from her book and everything to like yeah. turn it into a musical. We should totally talk I about that. Yeah, I know, I but do- I think it's a good one, right? Have like a young Shelly, <laughs> like a little like talking head. She's like, I'm going going to New York. Dion thought it was a great idea. Dion was the one that brought up the musical. And I was like, I love that. Like, I, you know, stage or something. But I could see that being a cool, like, a really good transition. Yeah. Yeah. Once we get people back. Yeah. Shelly's like cool on the idea. I'm like, we're going to do it without you. She's like, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Travel to approve the actress. But I need to just travel first. I look up at my suitcases in my closet. Yeah, you and me both, girl. By this point last year, we were all over. I need to make a you know, 360 around the world, and okay. I need to travel. I need to like get a palate cleanse in my brain yes. and I make more music. Yes, I, I agree. I, I, I need. I don't know that mine is through traveling, but I need. I need to travel somewhere in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need I need a palate cleanser as well. I feel I, I feel like uh, very hungry for inspiration. But you know, sometimes this is Kristen. Sometimes you have to get up the discipline, and I've been telling myself this: you have to get up the discipline to to to, to close your eyes, get self reflective, and find your own inspiration. It's not always going to just come at you. So You're right. you got to manifest that shit. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the creative boy does. Make your own kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what happened. I feel like we're we literally like you were like a a, a little witch, little witch Shelly, and you were like, "I'm gonna make this I'm bitch. What do you mean? <laughs> You're a bitch. That's what you are. You're a little yes. bitch. Yeah. I'm like. 
Make it happen, magic! Adam and I are putting together a 10-song set, songs about movements and revolutions. And starting next month, we're going to be in the streets in Laurel Canyon. Anybody who can give us access to power in their homes and we're going to set up an amp out front and two mics and we're going to oh, do I love it because we we need to be strong for this coming November oh. and playing yeah. on September 11th on the roof oh, yes. of Jones Cafe on Santa Monica four yes, or five don't months. forget go across the street and get a drink at Formosa for some dinner and come. This is just like, I'm going to go and play four songs on a roof. It's going to be great. This stuff. It's going to be so much fun. It's um, going to be fun. Who cares? It's the roof of Jones. On, um, and it, she's going to bring it. They have this Jones on third, not the Jones on third. It's the, yeah. anyway, really they have, um, they have, uh, the, the guy, one of the guys who he's with them, dirty Sue's like a dirty martini, olive juice. And they have this dirty Sue's Les Paul gold top, Les Paul. And Shelly's going to play that and sing her song. So, we're very excited. I know. So come on out and stand on the street, take a traveler. You can stand on the street and we'll all be like, yeah, what's up? Go Shelly. So that's the, on the Friday, the Friday, the 11th of uh, September. And we're all New Yorkers, former New Yorkers. So we're going to want to celebrate somehow anyway, because, you know, the world stopped that day too, just like this year. I think we're going to yeah. need a collective what hug. to do it, but on top of a building. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's one floor. All right. So I have one question I like to ask people. um, And, you know, this one's a little tricky with you, Shelly, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, So what is one song you wish you had written? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Had written. That's actually proper. It's not had wrote. (laughs) Had written. It's a written, like you're all swagger. Written! <laughs> Can't make you love me. Oh my God. Okay, wow, wow. Or Underdog, the new Alicia Keys song is so delicious. Wow. Wow. Two different ends of the spectrum. Right. Okay. All right. Eve, what about you? Is there a song that you were like, I wish I could work on? She stole, she stole, it was her first song. She stole it right out of my mouth. Really? Every time I hear that song, I'm like, I wish I wrote this song. Can't make you love me. I, I, it's every single time I hear it. I'm like, if if I could a song, I don't know what it is about that song. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And and Bruce Hornsby's piano. And that song was not written by somebody who wasn't in that situation at some point. The release of the promise of that love Mm. is unrequited love song at its Mm. best. And it's the day, the moment, it is the night you realize it's not going to, it's not going to work. Right. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So, it's so you like those unrequited love songs? I fucking do, man. Those are. The yeah, best. you do. I do. The brandy, the brandy song, yeah, the brandy song. Is that? Yeah, almost doesn't count. <laughs> I like songs of longing. I'm much better writing songs about longing and pining and yearning and wanting. I mean, that's how we met anyway. I think because you liked Hamish's song of. Oh. Wanting and crazy song. Her artist Hamish Anderson wrote this song. Uh, you, as in the letter, 
Which the reason I don't like the title is because it's just a U, but the song is so much bigger than a letter. And it's really, in my opinion, he should have called it Shake You. And he knows this. I'm not speaking out of turn because it's just <laughs> a substantial title. But so funny. I was stirring the sauce on a Sunday night and it came on KCRW. And I was just like, who yeah, it's fun. the hell is that? But it's great that you like those. Like I, that's that's your thing. I will never get old enough to and not and stop following the song. I chased that song. He was playing at Hotel Cafe the next week. I went down there to hear him sing it because I am a song junkie and I'm in love. I want to have sex with that song. <laughs> I played you that song. Song sex. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I When she yeah. I was like, wow. Was yeah. So I, I was thrilled that he played on, on Shelly's record. Yes. Yeah. I know. And then we got him in the studio with you guys. And he was like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Because <laughs> we were using words like vagina. <laughs> hear that i never hear oh my god you guys this has been amazing i can't believe it's been 40 minutes there's some questions in the, in the comments that maybe we'll come back and there was there, were, there was one question uh kristen somebody yeah. asked what was um uh, how is it uh to get a how i think it's a, a shelly question oh, yeah. how would it be what to get a, a pub deal right yeah for songwriters right pub deal in 2020 or is it more beneficial to aim for placements in tv and film i know how i feel about that well and i and i don't know if everybody's seeing this chat i said message me on facebook because we could have a longer conversation about it publishing deals aren't what they used to be if, if a publisher used to just believe in you you didn't have to have money in the pipeline and you might get a deal for a hundred thousand dollars for the year and in the 90s that was like great yeah it's great you've got something out and there's money in the pipeline they know you're going to have a hit you don't want to take a ten thousand dollar publishing deal so yes ideally if you could get songs placed and licensed in film and tv that is ideally the ticket it's just that it's very competitive so we'll talk message me yeah 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 everybody just you know follow me like yes please follow me right so and definitely that's what this this is exactly so shelly's great and please uh, johanna yeah perfect eve and shelly these guys are like legitimately the best people they're so lovely and i'm so grateful to get to have done this with to have gotten to do this with you both <laughs> i'm thinking of yeah. english you're good at this <laughs> but it's fun i know i'm trying but it was fun so follow them and if you could possibly you know whoever's listening please push play on either YouTube or whatever your platform is, Spotify, Apple Music, just whatever title, Pandora, just push play and please play yeah. these albums. What even I did together, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. And I mean, and we also have to shout out Wally and Phil and Greg, yes. people who were really helpful in uh, in all of this. Kasim Sultan, Robin. Um, oh, right. mm-hmm. Hamish, obviously. Yeah, no. So it was a labor of love. And nine months later, here we are. Yeah. Literally nine months. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it's great. And stay tuned because we are going to have Bitch coming out in a video format in a couple, probably in a couple weeks. Um, yeah. 
then we'll, because the holiday is coming next week, so I think we'll avoid that. Uh, but there'll be more coming. And yeah, please track these guys. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Kristen. Bye, honey. Yes. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye, Bye, love Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Uncut Jewels. If you like what you heard, smash that like button and subscribe for more episodes. And tell a friend. We firmly believe the world works better that way. This podcast wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for the help of the Uncut Jewels team. Johanna Schock, Jana Fisher, Coco Hong, Sarah Reynolds, Jess Kane, and Viviana Mendoza. Guys, we did this. The Uncut Jewels theme song that you're listening to right now was created by our very own guitar hero, Hamish Anderson. And we appreciate everyone who's helped bring us from where we were to where we're going. To paraphrase David Bowie, we promise it won't be boring. 